Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer, personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm gonna teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this. Let's talk about vulnerability, all right? Lobsters. Lobsters are vulnerable, okay? Uh, Fun fact about lobsters, these crustaceans are made of soft tissue while confined within a hard shell. So what you see right now on the surface, hard shell underneath soft tissue. As the lobster grows though, it experiences pressure and discomfort because it is confined by the hard shell, which does not grow with it. So what it does when it is ready to outgrow its home is it goes under a rock to protect itself from predatory fish it casts off its shell, and then subsequently produces a new one. Each time it grows, it gets a new shell. If-then statement, the stimulus to be able to grow is to feel uncomfortable. If if, If a lobster had a doctor in 2023 in America, then whenever it felt uncomfortable, it would be given a Valium or a Percocet. It would not be forced to grow but you guys have chosen this route instead. You've chosen to force yourselves under this rock, this safe space, this umbrella in order for each of you to develop your own hard shells because every single one of you is growing. Times of stress are signals for growth, but we also have to be vulnerable and allow that discomfort. We have to be in that space where you don't have anything covering you for a period of time. So vulnerability, let's define it. What it is, it is uncertainty. It is risk. It is emotional exposure. It is that unstable feeling we get when we step outside of our comfort zone. It is brave, and it is the birthplace of joy, love, courage, empathy, and creativity. What it isn't, contrary to popular belief, it is not a before and after photo. It is not something that can be conquered and never again dealt with. It is not weakness. It is not something we can avoid either. It is not something we can control. It isn't comfortable, that's for sure. It's not something we can engineer to become comfortable. A lobster can't take off its top shell and then decide eventually it's ready and then do its bottom half. No, no, no. It's a, we're just, we're ripping it all off. Let's go. Vulnerability looks like the following phrases. I actually have no idea what that means. And admitting that makes me feel dumb. But can you explain that to me in simpler terms? Because I want to understand. I'm afraid that if people knew X about me, I'd be exposed, make a fool of myself, disappoint my loved ones and or be a failure. But I'm going to tell them anyway, because I'm not living fully if I don't. And then finally, I lost my job during the pandemic. I need to take care of my family and I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Can you explain this to me? Can you help me? Vulnerability, no hard shell. For me personally, like this is me talking to you as your coach, right? What what I do that people think is vulnerable is talk about my mental health. 
talk about my relationship struggles, talk about my eating disorder, empathize with others, cry a lot when I talk about my dad. I can understand why people would think that's vulnerable, right? Right? They're like, oh, you know, Jamie, you struggled for 10 years with your eating disorder. But I will be honest with you guys, that is not vulnerable for me because A, I am 11 years removed from it. I have been fully recovered, touch wood, for that long that at this point, it kind of just feels like a script to me. When someone asks how I recovered, what it felt like at the time, that is not vulnerable. You know what's vulnerable? Talking about kinesiology-related knowledge on social media. Why? Because I love, I love how smart I am. I love how long I went to school for. I love how much time, effort, and money I spent on my education. But you don't see a lot of that because to me, that's really vulnerable. And I don't think people want to hear it. I don't think people want to hear the nuances of how the body works and how hormones work. They just want to be healed and fixed and feel good. So I don't share a lot of that. Disagreeing with someone is vulnerable to me because I am a people pleaser. So that's really hard. And I'm starting to do more of it, figuring out how to do it. Taking off my bubbly armor. So not always being energy here if I don't feel like it. If I do, I am. But if I don't, I'm not. Doing something without it fully planned out. You guys know that I am a Virgo. I am also someone that just likes things as I like them. I love a good routine. So me doing something that isn't like fully planned from A to Z is very hard. Um, Canceling a class or taking a vacation. So similar to Liz, right? I don't know what it's like not to be available all the time. That to me would be vulnerable. And full disclosure, I am not there yet. Sitting still, which really ties into canceling a class or taking a vacation fully without my phone. Um, Not great at sitting still. Should probably do that more. And leaning into trust. Um, But here's an example of me shedding my hard shell. I hired, right? You guys know, uh, Filer Fitness hired two um, assistant coaches. But why is this vulnerable? Jamie, that's so great for your business. Awesome. Two more people. Because limiting belief, nobody can coach as well as I can. Nobody can handle personalities as well as I can. Nobody can be as kind and empathetic and patient as I can. That's not true. There are better coaches out there. There are better people out there. And maybe, just maybe, I've hired them. So leaning into trusting that these two new individuals will take just as good care of new people coming into the system as I could have or as Katie could have. This right column, this is real vulnerability. Okay, moving on, because that was a lot for me. Cool, 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 cool. Why vulnerability matters? Because we are at a critical turn in society. Mental health matters. Literally, everyone is struggling. Not as, right, not like up here, right? But we're all, there's like a baseline level of struggle and feeling really, really exposed and vulnerable. As humans, we crave being seen and understood. Even if we have trouble asking for it, we all really do just want to be seen and understood because we long for acceptance. The other thing, your secrets will keep you sick. That nagging feeling of, I feel like I should be doing something different is the nudge begging you to live in your truth. Even within this room, some of you have come to me with something 
And then as soon as you've gotten it off your chest, as soon as you feel like a weight has been lifted, your weight has dropped. I've changed nothing by way of your cardio, your workouts, your macros, but you unloaded this chip on your shoulder and your weight just literally fell off. Okay. Your secrets, your micro stressors, your micro traumas keep you sick. You can be seen, loved, and appreciated for who you really are. And if it's not the people currently in your life, a new crop of people will come to you. You will have deeper, meaningful relationships, purpose, and connection to the world around you. You will experience happiness, joy, and meaning. This is why vulnerability matters. How we protect ourselves from vulnerability, how we avoid it, right? Many of us may be like, I'm vulnerable all the time. I love change, challenges, and adversity. But instead, we mask it with perfectionism, numbing, and controlling. And I will go into all of these. So how is perfectionism really just like a mask? Because I am what I am and how well I achieve it, right? I have said it so many times, and I actually, I say it so many times because I still need to learn from it. Your self-work is not your self-worth. I am not a good person because I am a good coach. <clears throat> happened to be both a good coach and a good person, but what I do is not what I am. What will other people think of me? Fear of failing, fear of criticism. It is not a way to avoid shame, but it is a form of shame. If I look and do everything perfectly, I can avoid the painful feelings of shame and blame. That's not true. You cannot please all the people all the time. How others perceive you is more important than your internal motivation and sense of self-worth. Again, this is not true. Um, a good example, honestly, is, is bodybuilding, right? I had an example. I competed two weeks apart. I competed at the end of October and at the end of November in two different organizations, and I placed first, I was one spot shy of getting my pro card in October, and I placed second to last in November. If I was going after what the judges wanted, and I would have changed my look, I would not have ended up in the same position, but I went with what I thought was best. And that's what matters, right? Unless there is literally a rubric for everything you do, a rubric for being a good partner, a rubric for being a good friend, a good employee, perfectionism doesn't exist. Numbing. Ha <laughs> If I stay busy enough, life won't catch up to me. I will never have to deal with it, whatever it is for you. We can't selectively numb certain feelings, just like we can't selectively lose fat from different areas of our body. If you numb the bad stuff, bad stuff, it's not bad. Sadness, grief, hurt, and pain. You also numb joy, light, empathy, and love. If you choose not to swing the pendulum to the hurt side, it will not equally balance out to the fun side. We want some things to go away and want more of something else. That's not how life works. You have to experience all of it, the panorama, the 360. You always kind of feel like something is missing because again, your feelings and your experiences are muted. Numbing comes from shame, anxiety, and disconnection, because again, we'd rather just not feel certain things because those things make us vulnerable. And then there's controlling. If I make a plan of exactly what could go wrong, I can be in control. Now, to an extent, I agree, right? I love when you guys are like, Jamie, I'm going on vacation. What should I do about my macros? This is great. This is planning for the future. But 
there are still going to be situations you're not in control of. If God forbid the subway breaks down in New York City, right? You could have planned to follow your macros, but as soon as you get out of that 45 minute slump or whatever, you're eating the first whatever street meat cart that you see out of the subway. It's not something you're in control of. Constant preparation. Again, stop. The universe has other plans. Always waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know what's going to happen when you expect it? It happens. If you wait for it, it will come. If you do not expect it, it won't. Catastrophizing, because that is essentially manifestation. You're bringing that on. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Working out worst case scenarios. Scarcity mindset. What goes up must come down. Same thing. Other shoe to drop. Joy is the hardest feeling to allow in because it can feel like a setup. That line in and of itself is a Sunday sermon for another day, right? But in the meantime, right, we think about, oh, if if one thing goes right, something inevitably is going to go wrong. So how do we do this? Brene Brown, braving vulnerability, boundaries. B is for boundaries. You respect my boundaries. And when you're not clear about what's okay and not okay, you ask. Boundaries are also you being willing to say no. Thursday night, Katie and I did a Facebook Live about how to set boundaries. Highly recommend you go back to it. Reliability. You do what you say you'll do. At work, this means staying aware of your competencies and limitations so you don't overpromise. right? Again, we don't overcommit and are able to deliver on commitments and balance competing priorities. This also uh, applies to your personal life. Do not say yes to everyone that um, asks you to do something, right? Like Beck shared in her win from the week, doing less felt like more. She probably said no a lot more rather than saying yes. That is productivity and reliability. Accountability. You own your mistakes, apologize, and make amends. We talked about this last week, right? When it came to conflict, own your part in it. Say what it is you did. Don't just be like, I'm sorry for what I did. No, no, no. Explain what you think it is you did. Hold yourself accountable. Be a vault. Do not share information or experiences that are not yours to share. I need to know that my confidences are kept and that you're not sharing with me any information about other people that should be confidential. I've always heard this about people who gossip is that chances are if someone is gossiping to you, they're also gossiping about you. So let's cut that off. Again, that kind of ties into boundaries as well. If some friend starts talking to you about another friend, skirt, no, red light. No, thank you. I'm not interested in hearing it. Next, uh, integrity. You choose courage over conflict, over comfort, I'm sorry. You choose what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy. And you choose to practice your values rather than simply professing them. AKA walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. Non-judgment. I can ask for what I need and you can ask for what you need. We can talk about how we feel without judgment, right? So uh, Liz declining the meeting, asking for it to be a different day. That is what she needs in order to catch up on her email inbox. Uh, When I went to my best friend's bachelorette party two weeks ago in Nashville, I asked for grace when it came to getting your check-ins back at a reasonable time. I did not feel any sort of judgment. I was celebrating my best friend. I should never be made to feel guilty about that. And thankfully, nobody made me feel guilty about that. Of course, generosity. 
You extend the most generous interpretation possible to the intentions, words, and actions of others. Again, this speaks to last week's sermon about conflict. Everyone is coming from a different place. A lot of people haven't learned how to respond versus react. Maybe they weren't taught it growing up. Maybe they're not there yet in terms of emotional maturity or professional maturity. We just have to be the bigger person sometimes and say they haven't learned it. That's okay. And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.